you doing? I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Hey, Stan. Welcome back. It seems like forever. I know. Feels like forever. I've missed the big chair. I'm sick of been answering the phones, you know, people calling, wondering where you're at, whether you're going to be in the Senate or not, whether you're running for president, what other office you're going to take. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not running for anything. Uh, But before we get started today, let's thank uh, John Gilmore for guest hosting last week for me. did a very well job, as always. Oh, he did do a very good job. He sounded very confident and very uh, in charge last week. So thank you, John. I think John's listening to us from India. Uh, he they went, have iHeartRadio in India? Well, Amazing. I, isn't it amazing? It I mean, is awesome. You can hear us anywhere mm-hmm. with the iHeartRadio app, of course. And I started putting it up on my Facebook page, too, so people could find it if they couldn't uh, hear it on the radio or if they wanted to go back and listen to a podcast. So uh, many thanks to John Gilmore. Appreciate it very, very much. I got a couple other things I want to say before I tell you what we're going to talk about on today's show and who our special guest is going to be in the 4 o'clock hour. I'm pretty excited about about that every year we talk to my friend Patricia and she tells us about wreaths across America and that's coming up and their goal is to get wreaths on on every at on every grave at Arlington at Fort Snelling we're short every year so they are the wreaths across America folks are desperately looking for donations or help in their in their uh, quest to get wreaths on every grave this is about supporting gold star families and making sure that that they know that their loved ones, that their legacy, that these people are not forgotten. We cannot forget them. I tell you all the time how I drive past Fort Snelling, and it's just heartbreaking to me to look at cross after cross after cross after cross after cross, all those people who gave their lives so we could be free and we continue to uh, screw it up. So come on, folks, get out there, donate to Wreaths Across America. Uh, do whatever you can to help. It would be awesome. Okay, um... On today's show, Cindy Pugh is our guest in the 4 o'clock hour. Love Representative Pugh. She is so great. Uh, she's been a guest on my show before. Stan and I were trying to remember if it's, if it's always been out at the State Fair or if she's been into the studio or what. But anyway, we're excited to have her. I know she's going to tell us about a big party coming up in a week or so where she's kicking off her campaign. We're going to talk about what's going on in the legislature. We're going to talk about, well... We got a list as long as my arm of things that that we're going to talk about. Uh, we're also going to talk about Al Franken. I am, I know, like a lot of you, I'm tired of talking about sexual assault, sexual harassment, uh, sexual misconduct, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're all three very different things. I hope you realize that's the part that bothers me. But we're going to talk about uh, sexual misconduct. We're going to talk about Alec Al Franken. Hey. <laughs> Not sorry. Yeah, that's Al Franken. That's and thanks for warning me yeah. about this song, too, by the way. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. <laughs> Stan <laughs> had to God cut some bad words out of out of it. this song. But that's my take on Al Franken. My take on Al Franken is he is sor- not sorry at all. And and I guess I want to hear what you think your take is And I is like how be. he snuck that in about Roy Moore. And oh, our, our I know, right? executive in chief is doing this to women. And, well, yeah. You know, because take, owner, take ownership. Nope, he did. Didn't. And and even some of the people who came out and defended Al and said, yeah, yeah, he didn't mean it. Um, you know, it was just all about Al. And that just we'll we'll t- 
talk about it in, after we come back from the next break. But it just makes me sick. I want to I wanna know what you guys think, um, if he'll really resign. Uh, he does what Democrats always do when they've dug their hole so deep. They just blame other Republicans, whether it's Trump or Roy Moore. I'll tell you, are you glad you don't live in Alabama or what? No, that, that is I, a mess. I, that, is, that race, is that the Roy Moore-Doug Jones race, is just saturating the news and and we don't even live in alabama can you imagine how crazy it would be in alabama oh my gosh yeah that's absolutely crazy i do want to ask people if if they think um will al franken actually really resign I want to talk about Governor Dayton, who he's going to appoint to that seat. What, uh, what, and and what the political ramifications are for whoever takes over that seat. Uh, Governor Dayton. I want you to remember this about Governor Dayton. Um, Governor Al Franken never, ever, ever, ever would have said he was going to resign someday if we had a Republican governor. It never, ever, ever would have happened because the governor gets to appoint who that next senator is going to be. And you might remember Jesse Ventura, um, after Wellstone died, appointed um, Dean Barkley, appointed Dean Barkley. So Governor Dayton gets to decide. Now there's this big fight going on. Alita, Dayton's ex-wife, is fighting with the DNC and Chuck Schumer over who should be in that seat and for how long and what they're going to what they're going to do about that. Governor Dayton has said that he hasn't made up his mind yet. So you can still pick up the phone and call Governor Dayton and give him a suggestion like me. Or even Stan. Stan would be oh, a great that would senator. Be a yeah, no, 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 no. You would be better than whoever Mark Dayton or well, Alita I, I is going to pick. I would be doing what a lot of the politicians do is just get nothing done. Right. I mean, I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very hard worker, Stan. You know that. Uh, so if you want to call Mark Dayton and give him some suggestions, 651-201-3400. Give him a call and see what uh see give him some suggestions because according to him he hasn't made up his mind and isn't he having like some open house for christmas or something where he can go visit oh yeah yeah he always so you know that'd be a great time to voice your opinion i think we'll hear monday i think we'll hear monday what's gonna happen um we're all i also got some local things and some federal things that i want to talk uh to you about last week we were a lot of property tax truth and taxation meetings and people are outraged people are just outraged over the property tax increase increases and they should be they should be it is so ridiculous and so out of control that i i can hardly stand it uh i also have a couple interesting stories out of duluth of all places what the heck is going on up there uh they had a company up there where they some people chose not to get their flu shot and they were fired they were fired well i, I would quit uh, that comes up a little bit later, too. Uh, and we're going to talk about the state deficit. We're going to talk about the federal tax reform. Uh, it all comes down to one thing, folks. It's always about the spending, stupid. It's always about the spending. So there's tons of great stuff coming up on the on the show today. I also want to say congratulations to the LEA. Uh, they have done an outstanding job. The Legislative Evaluation Assembly of Minnesota came out with their 2017 LEA report. You know, I sat on the board for years. I've been an advisory person for years. I love this organization. They've been around since 1972. 
two, and they put out a scorecard every year, so you can go back and look at votes all the way back into the into the seventies. And this is not your normal organization. It costs ten dollars to join the LEA, and they have a meeting once a year where they hand out awards. and 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 this year, the awards. I'll tell you who they were in just a minute. That 10 bucks that you have to pay them, I keep telling them it's too little. It should be 50 bucks because the work they do on, on, on reviewing these bills is just unbelievable. And they do it all blindly. So in other words, they actually address what's in the bill. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat. If if you have bad legislation, they tell you why it's bad. If you have, if they have good legislation, that doesn't happen often. They tell you why it's good legislation. But the LEA did yeoman's work this year. There, I cannot tell you how much respect I have for these these. Uh, the men and women that sit on this board and do this work. We're going to have to have Don Lee on maybe. I'll try to get him on before the end of the year uh, because they did such great work. And this year in particular, they talked about the unconstitutional multi-subject bills. They talked about the omnibus bills, the garbage bills, whatever you, where they throw in everything but the kitchen sink. And the LEA pointed out that this year, 30% of the bills passed, including nearly all of the budget bills, were large multi-subject bills. It's unconstitutional. Unconstitutional, people. Unconstitutional. And they really go to bat looking out for the people of Minnesota. When when I talk about the LEA board and I talk about the people who helped put this together, uh, do you know, when I tell you how it's nonpartisan, it really is nonpartisan. Guess how many honorees there were in the Minnesota Senate? Zero. Zero. Guess how many honorees there were in the Minnesota House? Three. Three, Cal Barr, Matt Dean, and Eric Lucero. Think about that. Think about that. Um, there were some honorable mentions in the Senate. Honorable mentions went to Bruce Anderson, Michelle Fishbach, Mary Kiffmeyer, and Andrew Matthews. And uh, when we talk about um, what's going to happen when uh, what's going to happen with when Mark Dayton appoints Senator appoints a replacement for Al Franken. <laughs> Uh, we'll tell you about some of the things that happen with the Minnesota Senate. So this could impact what happens with some of our, our some of our local legislation as well, and including. Uh, and when you consider Represent or Senator Schoen stepped down, uh, that was such a close margin, thirty three, thirty four, Republican Democrat. Uh, those numbers could change, and it could be that the Republicans lose the majority, depending on what happens in some of those races. It's a it's a tricky thing that we got going there. In the House, uh, the House had some honorees as well uh, for the that came out from, with the 2017 LEA report: Steve Draskowski, Mary Franson, Jeff Howe, Cindy Pugh, and Abigail Whelan. So, congratulations to all. Of those folks, uh, they made us proud, and so did the LEA. Uh, and the LEA, you got to go to their website, lea uh, mnorg You can look up the um, you can look up all the different scores that they've put together. It's just really incredible. You think these people? Some of our legislators come out and tell us what great legislators they are, how conservative they are, how not conservative they are. Um, and, and you, all of a sudden you read their scores and you're like, whoa, that guy or gal has been lying to me for a real long time. 
So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Al Franken. I say he's sorry, not sorry. Uh, what's your take on Al Franken? Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. I know she said it's all right. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Uh, Al Franken, man, what a... Uh, I, I guess I want to know what everyone... <laughs> that's it. That's it. Sorry, not sorry. And that's exactly my take on Al. He is not sorry at all. And I'll tell you, I swore Al was never going to step down. But Al was forced out. Al was forced out, and he never, ever, ever would have been forced out by the Democrats. He was their rock star. He was their hero. He thought he was going to be the 2020 presidential uh, candidate, which, by the way, he still might because, well, yeah, he still might. People forget. Uh, People forget. (laughs) Yeah, they do. If the governor of Minnesota was a Republican, Franken would have never, ever, ever said he was going to resign someday, whenever, who knows when. Uh, the the idea that the Dem- Democrats are, are trying to claim the moral high ground on this is just absolutely unbelievable. What's happening now is Governor Dayton's in a fight with the DNC, in a fight with the Democrats in Washington, D.C., uh, trying to decide who's going to be the kingmaker, who's going to handpick the next candidate who they hope will sit in that Senate chair forever. And trust me, there is no shortage of liberals in the state of minnesota uh and it comes down to who's going to make that make that pick chuck schumer uh perez the head of the dnc uh or alita messenger dayton's ex-wife which one's going to make that decision in and and the list of who those possible candidates are getting longer and longer in some people's eyes and shorter and shorter in other people's eyes What's your take on Al Franken? 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. I thought he looked and sounded unapologetic. I thought he looked angry. I thought he looked sad. I thought he looked bitter. I thought he looked annoyed. And I think if you want to talk about Al's legacy, he went out calling these women who accused him of groping them liars. And and I want to know, do you really think Al is is going to resign. One of the things that I saw or heard, or re- I guess it was read, an Oak County watchdog, Harold Hamilton, he said Al's speech lacked humility, responsibility, substance, and grace, which is so, so, so true. History will rightly remember Al Franken for the loser. He really is. So long, Al. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> you took your line. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I thought that was just crazy. And and I think another thing that people should be irritated by, too, is that Al was going to try to shove this all under the rug. He said, let the ethics committee handle it. And I have pointed out over and over and over and over and over again, between 2007 and 2016, the Senate Ethics Committee has imposed zero, zero sanctions against anyone, despite the fact there have been 613 allegations and 75 preliminary investigations. Zero, zero, zero. Al knew he could One hell of a committee. Oh, man, I know. No wonder he wanted the ethics committee to go on it. Uh, Let's take Patricia's phone call. Hey, Patricia, welcome to the show. What do you think? Oh, Patricia, Sue. Yeah. It's so good to talk to you. I love you. (laughs) Um, 
I think Al Franken is just a great speech. And I want to hear your take on the 2008 election where the guy that was in charge of all of the, um, <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, the uh, counting of the voter fraud. Mm-hmm. No, no, we're going to be just fine. And he just totally screwed everybody totally screwed it up and you know what thank you patricia i appreciate your comments you know patricia has a really valid point because if we go back to 2008 uh you might remember norm coleman was running against uh al franken and they had the recount and you might remember that a lot of people talk about the ballots in the trunk there weren't any ballots in the trunk people but you know what there were there were a thousand convicted felons who should not have been voting who did vote and when i talk about these uh, election results being certified a week or two after the election. That's what I'm talking about. Those election results should not be certified until it doesn't matter if you count the same crappy ballots over and over and over again. What you have to get down to is who cast those ballots. Were they legally cast ballots? Patricia has exactly exactly the correct um, tactic that we should be taking on this. It's who's voting. So if you look at 2008, we had 500,000 same-day registrants. That's a half a million people People who came in and said, yeah, I live here, I want to vote. And they said, oh, A-OK. And then they had, uh, and this was proved after the election, what did what did Al ultimately win by 300 and some, 312 votes or something like that? I mean, it was really, really a very, very small number, which shows you every, every single vote counts. Uh, but also, Mark Ritchie told me in 2008, there were 250,000 more ballots than registered voters. 250,000 more ballots than registered voters. How does that happen? How does that happen? And until you find out where these phantom voters are, you cannot feel confident uh, about election integrity. You just can't feel confident about that. You have to make sure the people who are casting votes. No wonder a Republican hasn't won a statewide race since 2006 if the Democrats get almost a million votes. Okay, that's an exaggeration. But even if they get a couple hundred thousand votes. That's a big number that you have to overcome with actual real voters who are voting for your candidates. Um, Al Franken, I thought, really embarrassed Minnesota. I thought he embarrassed himself. I thought he was such a disappointment. Uh, he did sound un- unapologetic to me. He did sound angry and bitter. And I thought he looked uh, really annoyed. And I don't know if you saw the picture on the cover of the Star Tribune. It had a smiling, happy Al Franken holding on to his wife Franny's hand, dragging her along with him. She looked miserable. Uh, but you know how those po- politicians' wives stand by their man. Oh, yeah. yeah, they learned from Hillary. I would just like to point that out, too. Uh, Al Franken, in typical fashion, did what every Democrat does when they run out of excuses for their uh, their actions and their decisions. They blame Trump. Trump. Uh, and and Roy Moore, it was just unbelievable. Um, Al Franken actually proved that he's even worse than most of us thought he was. That he's just an icky, horrible, insecure man who groped women and doesn't even feel sorry about it. Doesn't even feel sorry about it. 
Al insisted that that the allegations against him were, and I quote, simply not true. Others, I remember very differently. Really, Al? Really? Your legacy is going to be calling women who accused you a bunch of liars. And, and, um, and, and then you have to ask yourself, too, have we reached the tipping point? Is when, when Al came out and said something to the effect of that there's an irony in the fact that he's leaving, but the man in the, um, who bragged on tape about his history of sexual assault sits in the Oval Office, and a man who has repeatedly preyed on young girls' campaigns for the Senate with the full support of his party. Um, th- there's some legitimacy to that. And this is where I tell people, stop painting all of these things with the broad brush. And and I mean all of them. I'm talking all the way from Tony Cornish and Dan Schoen all the way up to Donald Trump. We know every one of these situations are different. Every single one of them. We know there's a difference between sexual misconduct, sexual assault, sexual harassment, and just being a, a jerk. We know there's a difference between saying something and actually physically touching someone. These, the, every one of these cases has to be handled on an individual basis, and it really, really troubles me that now so many of the... We're getting some of the he said, she said. We're getting some of these that are just simply unbelievable and you're getting other stories that are so horrifying they make you sick and you want this powerful well-known person to rot in jail for the rest of their life it's so um it, it it's really an incredibly interesting time to be alive but then you have to ask yourself have we reached the tipping point where are we going to see trump resign i'll answer that question right now no you're not no, you're not. There's a big difference between uh, saying something and doing something. There's a big difference between being able to claim the moral high ground. There, there and, I, and I'm sorry, but it's true. There's also a big difference between voting for somebody when you know these things were said about them or you know that person has said about something and then you still vote for him. Donald Trump's our president. And that just shows you that with his horrible, the horrible things that he said on the Billy Bush tape, think about that. The horrible things that he said, um, people voted for him, for him knowing that, knowing that. And, and that had to really hurt Hillary. She was such a crappy candidate. She was so bad. I mean, when you can that, say what he said and still win. I yeah, know. That tells show how bad their Democrats, team your was. candidate sucked. And I got to say, I thank God every day. I thank God every day that it is not President Hillary Clinton. I am I am just so, so happy about that. Uh, and, and I have some more thoughts that I want to talk about Al Franken. Um, because I want to, um, Al Franken said he's, going to be resigning someday who knows when not soon enough uh as a member of the senate it's about the people of minnesota um i you know what during this whole time this whole uh three weeks and eight women later he never once came back to minnesota he never once came back to talk to us he never once came back to to do the right thing by the people in the state of minnesota it took the senate forcing him out before he before he did that uh and then he came out and called the women who 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 told the what Al Franken had done to them. He called his accusers liars. He said he had done nothing that brought dishonor to the Senate. 
you're wrong, Al. You brought dishonor to the Senate and you brought dishonor to the state of Minnesota. You're an embarrassment. I'm glad you're gone. And like I said before, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. I got some ocean property in Arizona. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. Hey, Stan, Stan, I found this envelope in here, and I didn't open it. It was already open. Oh, no, sure you did. It, uh, you, truly, know, you better watch yourself, because this is all on tape. It I could know, come back on to you. Truly, I did not. <laughs> open it but mm-hmm. it's a fan letter to john gilmore oh my goodness you and better it, watch it it has a gift card in it. it wow i don't think i've ever seen any fan mail with gift cards in it for either of us i don't think so Come either on, people step up well i do like the christmas cards they send yeah. but <laughs> yeah so anyway john uh i'll take your fan mail home and i will mail it to you so that you can enjoy your gift card that was very thoughtful listeners please don't send us presents <laughs> really truly well okay send stan some yeah he, you can send, yeah, you can send him to stan <laughs> no you don't have to send us presents okay we're talking about al franken uh, the unapologetic, angry, sad, bitter, annoying, rotten senator says he's going to resign someday. Uh, his legacy will be that he went out calling the women who accused him of groping them liars. I hope he resigns. I, honest to gosh, I, I, I'm surprised because I did not think they would get rid of Al Franken. Um, Al Franken, and then if you look at Garrison Keillor, those are the two of the biggest fundraisers for the Democrat Party out there, and now they just lost both of them in a week. And what I don't get either is the system, how it works is they say, oh, you need to resign, you need to do this, you you know, you need to man up to it. But yet, you know, if it takes you a week, if it takes you a couple weeks, if it takes you three, that's okay. Yeah, you know? take your time. Exactly. Why don't they just... I mean, it would and be you know like what? a normal person. Well, you know, you stole from the company, but, you know, we'll give you a couple, three weeks to decide when yeah. you want to leave. You know, yeah. it just doesn't work that way in real life. It, uh, it's, it's so crazy because I would get so irritated over the three weeks that it took for Al to be accused to Al to step down. And granted, they had the pictures of them and they had uh, witnesses like the one at the state fair. Her husband was right there, for God's sakes. Tell us again how you didn't embarrass us and how you never did anything to bring dishonor uh, towards the Senate, Al. Please tell me again, you liar. Uh, anyway, it, 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 the the whole thing with Al, when he was trying to defend himself, saying that he didn't remember it that way, or yeah, it really wasn't like that, or he didn't mean it to be that way. The the papers were running stories from you know seven of his staffers, twenty five of his staffers, thirty of his staffers, sixty five people who love Al Franken. Don't get rid of him, you folks, you indivisible folks out in CD three. You're a joke saying that Al Franken could could stay and remain there. This whole thing is so crazy because they focus on uh, on some people that, that Al didn't grope instead of the people that he did grope. Are you kidding me? What is wrong with that? Oh, the whole thing, the whole thing. The, you know, and now some of those women have actually come out and said, yeah, Al, 
uh, we don't the people who he groped have come out and said that was the worst apology ever. And the people who defended him are now saying, yeah, maybe we maybe we made a mistake about 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 uh, defending him. Maybe we shouldn't have. And the the whole speech that Al gave, whether you want to talk about him doing what Democrats typically do when they run out of excuses for their own terrible behavior, they blame Trump or blame Roy Moore. Uh, and and how many times did Al say Wellstone? Oh, my God. Wellstone, 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 Wellstone. It's, it's just unbelievable. Uh, who do you think's going to replace Al? Well, there's no shortage of Minnesota liberal liberals, and Mark Dayton now is fighting with the Democrats over who to who to appoint. Until Al's gone, I well, I hope he appoints somebody on Monday. I think he will appoint somebody on Monday. I think they'll have it figured out by there. Here's my prediction. I predict Al is setting it up, teeing it up with instructions from his ex-wife, teeing it up so. Mark Dayton's son, Eric, will be, uh, if not this time around, the next time around, will be the senator from Minnesota. Mark my words. You heard it there. Uh, You want to weigh in? 651-989-5855-651-989-5855. Dave, you've been so patient. Thank you very much. Hi, Hi, Dave. Welcome. Thank you. You know, I wait all week for 3 o'clock on Saturday. (laughs) I really do to have you on. Well, thank you, Dave. Thank <laughs> you. Already, yeah, you've talked a lot about what I had in mind about uh, his reference to uh, to uh, President uh, Trump in office, mm-hmm. the man in the Oval Office. Well, we didn't. There was no reference to Slick Willie, who not only right. was in the Oval Office, but maybe did it in the Oval Office. We right, right. So, and you know what? There's nobody. It's like they're still giving Hillary a pass on on this whole thing. I mean, look that whole we Dave. I'm sure you're as old as I am. You remember the stuff with Bill Clinton. You I remember Hillary. Yep, you remember Hillary Clinton uh, just coming out defending her husband, dancing on the beach to fake music in her swimsuit. Oh, I love my man. I stand by my man. It was sickening, and all they did was crush the Anita Brodericks and the Paula Jones and the Monica Lewinsky, crush them into the ground. It was all their fault, their fault, their fault, never her husband's fault. And then nothing changed for the Democrats either. They had Al Gore. They had John Edwards. They had Ted Kennedy. They had the Wiener guy who's in prison, I think, now. Uh, and you're gonna, and now Conyers stepped down. You're going to have a, some more of and. The the Democrats don't corner the market on that. There are some people like that on the Republican side, too. Uh, Times are changing. Do you think that, uh, I don't know if it's a possibility, that the three dozen or so uh, Democratic senators, I believe it was that number, calling for stepping down, got together and said, Yes. This would be a good ploy to also then use this. We'll see now Franklin's gone. What about you, President Trump? Yep. What are you going to do? You're a hundred. Are they going to go after him? Of course they are. Of course they are. They never miss an opportunity to go after Trump or any Republican, for that matter. But, Dave, here's what I want you to remember. Here's what I want all the listeners to remember. All of this is calculated. All of it's coordinated. Um, Nothing, it is so political, nothing is done without every calculation taken into consideration. And they were more than happy to throw Al Franken under the bus. They know in Minnesota there are, uh, there's another liberal out there, pretty much any 
depending which way you turn. Uh, it's a Democrat governor. Al's easy to replace. And we will still, well, we'll be able to try and claim the higher moral authority. But good luck with that. Democrats won't fly. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Appreciate appreciate your con- appreciate your comments. Uh, Lawrence, you're up next. Hi, Lawrence. Do you realize a week ago, even though you weren't on the radio, I was out riding my bike listening to your program? Anyway, that's not why I called. <laughs> irony with the weather. Uh, a couple of quick comments. People need to realize that Franken's deal to even get the endorsement from the DFL in the Rochester Convention was that he admitted that he had made humorous remarks as a satirist on sexual assault on more than one occasion. Yep. So, you know, people shouldn't be surprised that, quote-unquote, something didn't happen. That's number one. You're right. Uh, The second second thing is, um, and I think I actually turned off his speech after a a few paragraphs, (laughs) because when he injected Trump and Moore at the front end of his, uh, goodbye speech. I, I at that point I said he's only doing this because he's being forced. He doesn't mean anything he's really saying per se. Right. It was it was very disappointing. Yep, I thought so too. Comment before I before I hang up is you just mentioned that uh, the process that's going on right now in order to choose uh, his successor. And if the people of Minnesota believe that Governor Dayton is the only person that is making this decision, they need to realize that there are people out in Washington, D.C. and across the nation who are engaging the governor in this decision. So this is just not a Governor Dayton decision, no matter what the Tribune says. And ultimately, Lawrence, the decision will be whoever Alita, his ex-wife, tells him to put in there is who Mark Dayton will put in there. Don't you agree? I'll, uh, I'll, I, I will reserve comment <laughs> until it comes out and call you next week. All right. It's a deal. Thanks, Lawrence. Have a good bike ride. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Uh, let's talk about what's going to happen. Is, is this going to be an open seat? Uh, who's the placeholder going to be? Who's likely to run? What I want people to realize is we're going to have two Senate campaigns next year in 2018. And I want you to think about this. Because the the Democrats will pour a hundred million dollars into winning these two Senate seats. And we have here in Minnesota a state that almost, almost went for almost went for Donald Trump, ultimately went for Hillary Clinton. Um, but we ha- I think we have a state that's ready to elect a Republican, but the Republicans haven't won a state right away statewide race since 2006 and oh my god they think the saving grace is tim palenti spare me lots more coming sue jeffers twin cities news talk am 1130 twin cities news talk.com good saturday afternoon everyone thank you so much for tuning in i'm sue jeffers this is the sue jeffers show we're talking about al franken uh 
supposedly he's going to resign someday. Do you really think he's going to resign? Hmm. I just want you to remember that every single move Al made is politically calculated. Every single move from hiding in Washington, D.C. to the interviews with only the friendly media here in Minnesota to all the women senators getting together to call for the resignation. It was all a coordinated effort, all politically calculated, even the point of waiting for him to resign. I think the only thing that could have made it uh, different, well, well, maybe if he would have done it even a little closer to that Alabama, Alabama race, uh, the... The it, the whole thing has just left so many people um, playing the what if game. What if what's going to happen? What is going to is there going to be a placeholder? Who's Senator Dayton or who's Governor Dayton going to appoint for the Minnesota Senate seat? Who's going to run if it's an open seat? You know what makes me sick? What makes me sick is you've got people like Tim Pawlenty. You've got people like Tim Pawlenty who refuse to run against Amy Klobuchar, refuse to run against Al Franken, but all of a sudden the, it, it's an open seat and they're not running against an incumbent and all of a sudden their PR team's out there telling everyone that they're that Tim is the saving grace and he's the only one who can win that race, the only one who can do anything when he didn't have the, have the backbone, he didn't have what it took to run against Amy or Al, but now an open seat all of a sudden, no, absolutely not. We have some interesting people who are looking at running out on on both sides of the aisle. Uh, Tim Pawlenty, no, 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 hell no. Uh, Stuart Mills, uh, Kurt Doubt, no thanks. I want these old has-been retreads who have done so much damage to politics in the state of Minnesota. I want them to go away. So, Tim Pawlenty, go away. You've done enough damage. Kurt Doubt, for God's sakes, we're still seeing the damage that, that you're doing. Uh, on the other hand, we have some people who might be interesting. Uh, Karen Housley, Sarah Anderson. Um, I'm not too excited about Amy Koch uh, or Julie Rosen. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I guess I'd have to talk to Joyce Pepin. Um, I guess if her husband's company makes money off of it, um, that's all they care about. Win or losing doesn't matter. You, you've got so many people entrenched in Minnesota politics. These uh, The people who are consultants, the people who do the signs and the literature and supposedly help you become a better candidate. They don't care about winning. They don't care about the candidate. They care about how much money they're going to put in their pocket because they printed your yard signs or your campaign literature or whatever. It makes me sick. We have some good people out there. We have some good people out there who can do good things for Minnesota and good things for the Republican Party in Minnesota. Uh, on the left side of the aisle, whatever Mark Dayton does, he's got one thing in mind. How can he get his son Eric into politics? That's it. Uh, I'm having um, nightmares over some of the names that I'm hearing. Keith Ellison, Nakima Levy-Pounds, Elian Omar, R.T. Ryback. Um, some of these other things. So it really will be interesting to see what happens on that. David, you're up next. Hi, David. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sue. This, uh, this is Dave Hagan. Hi. Hi. They, um, my theory, I heard this from, uh, I think his name is Mark Levin. He's saying that uh, he doesn't think uh, um, Al's going to resign, but he's just going to wait till Moore gets elected and then... Um, Say fooled you? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Say, fooled ya, fooled ya, I'm not going to resign. Yeah, he's, he's going to blame Morris, saying, well, if he doesn't resign, why should I? I think it's kind of a big point. I kind of agree with it. 
Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not buying that one. I'm really not. I just think it's too cute by half. It did irritate me that Al said, I'm going to resign someday, maybe kind of in the upcoming weeks. And the bottom line is, um, they have to give Dayton enough time to pick a replacement because Al isn't going to step down. He isn't going to step down because there are votes coming up, whether it's tax reform, whether it's Obamacare, whether it's the continuing resolution for the budget that they just passed yesterday. All these kinds of things. They need Al Franken's vote in in the Senate. So until everything's in place, uh, we're kind of sort of stuck with him. But Al is just sleazy enough to do something like that, too. Yeah, and also I got one more comment about Al. Yeah, I think the only reason he was a senator in Minnesota because he couldn't run anywhere else. Right, right. You know, I, I think if his political career is over, he's going to move to the, one of the coasts as fast as he get into an airplane. I Did don't think he right at all about Minnesota. right. Did you see, um, he was talking to one of the reporters, the picture of him smiling. They said, what are you going to do now? Um, and he was dragging his very unhappy looking wife behind him. Um, and he said, I'm coming home. And I'm sure I was not the only one who thought, where's home, Al? Where's home? Yeah, I think the guy is just shallow, just a political animal who doesn't really care about anything other than the power he has. Yep, exactly right. Thank you so much. I appreciate your comments. I have to throw this in there because a listener called in off air, and he wanted to know, what about the body? Oh, <laughs> Jesse, the body. No, Jesse, you're done. You're you're so over and so done with. Uh, what, what troubles me is... Um, we have to find some candidates who win. We have to have all hands on deck. Right now, the Republicans don't even have a Secretary of State candidate or an auditor candidate. That is shameful, Republicans. That is absolutely shameful. You're already hearing calls, too, that um, Governor Dayton has to has to replace Al Franken with a woman. You heard Al Franken make a comment about how um, the next senator, she will have to, or her, whatever she said, whatever he said, um, it's got to be a woman. Folks, we don't have gender quotas now. We don't. We don't vote for someone. I thought I covered this with, with Hillary and Donald Trump. We don't vote for someone because they have a vagina. We just don't. We, we vote for people who are the best people for the job. And I've already heard these people saying, well, um, if, if, if Dayton appointed a woman, it would be the first time in state history that would there would be two women representing Minnesota in the U.S. Senate. Who cares? Well, maybe they'll appoint his wife. Ex-wife. Who cares? Oh, yeah. No, she's the money behind, uh, behind everything. I'll tell you, he has one goal in mind, and that's how to get his son elected. Mark my words. Mark, mark my words. But this focus on women, and only women can do it, and there wouldn't be so many sexual harassment complaints if we only elected women. Nonsense. Nonsense. And look at Amy Klobuchar. Where was her leadership on this issue? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere. And the, and the media let her get away with it. Shameful. Absolutely. Uh, I just had to bite my tongue there for a second. Oh, absolutely. Why? I'm not going to go there. Okay, thank you, Stan. Thank you so much for that. And I want to remind people, too, um, some of these cases were getting awfully close to character. 
assassination by accusation. We got to make sure that we have proof. We got to make sure that we're going through due process. We got to make sure that we're doing this the right way. Um, there, there's a big difference between sexual misconduct and sexual harassment and sexual assault, uh, and and you cannot confuse the two. Uh, anyway, so coming up in the next hour, I am so excited. My friend Cindy Pugh, Representative Pugh, she's in studio. I can see her back there with Stan right now. Pew, 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 pew. I know, and she's awesome. You're gonna love her. She has so much information to tell us. Uh, she's got a big big party coming up. We're gonna talk about election integrity. We're going to talk about what's going on over in the Capitol. Uh, and you know what? She's kicking off her re-election campaign too. So, lots of stuff happening. And you know what? We are running so far behind on all the things that I told you we were going to talk about today, Stan. Yeah, what's it's, new? It's just, it, yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to it. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.